0: Will and Christian in the morning! Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Will and Christian in the morning. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Will. And we got a nice little show for you guys today. Today we got a special guest. Uh, with us is a singer, songwriter, musician. Um, my cousin, Johnny Sebastian. Say hello. Biggest
1: fans. Hello. A big fan. I'm Johnny Sebastian. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Just to let everybody know, his new album, Outside, is now up on BandLab.com. If you go to BandLab.com and look up Red and Green Dinosaur Toy, that is the artist that posted the album, but that's his uh, pseudonym of his. But He's got a bunch of music on there, so it makes sense that today we're going to talk a lot about music. But uh, before we get into that, we got a little bit of pre-show news for you today. Not too much, but... Uh, Just a little bit.
2: Um, well I'll I'll start with something I didn't put on mm-hmm. there. Um so as we've talked about, um the new <laughs> Pixar movie Onward uh j- it just got put on Disney Plus yesterday, so I finally mm-hmm. got the chance to watch it without having to pay What'd twenty dollars. I really liked it. I I was like not sure what to think. I know you enjoyed it, Christian, and I had heard mm-hmm. online that the people were like, uh, oh, it's just okay. But I I like sat down and watched it, and I loved it like the whole way through. I really liked that. Like every single thing they talked about or like every line ended up like having a purpose later, every little thing. Like there's a lot of great details like that mm-hmm. and a lot of like fun little Easter eggs. Like one of my favorites was the, the like restaurant or whatever, the Burgershire. They, uh, they had a sign that says now serving second breakfast, <laughs> like from Lord of the Rings. So I, I liked all those. And like Mountain Dew yeah. instead of Mountain Dew. Um, so I liked all the little things like that. And I, um, I like adventure type movies. Um so yeah. this was like right at my alley. I love Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. So um and it was very emotional, so I liked I liked the yes. whole movie. It was very good.
0: So now after watching it, do you think it could fit into the Pixar theory like we were kind of talking about? I, the other time?
2: I don't think that it takes place like on the same place where I don't know, like maybe, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it really matters.
2: I'll let much. someone else figure it out.
0: Yeah, whatever. Um, So, a little bit more news. Um, The other day, or I think yesterday, yesterday um, yeah. Dulé Hill, who plays Gus on Psych, one of our favorite shows, he posted a video on his Instagram of him and James Roday, who is Sean Spencer, and they announced that on USA, starting next week, I think, um, they're going to be doing a nonstop marathon of every psych episode ever. Yeah. nonstop. Wow. So next starting next week, next week is going to be the first two seasons all in a row. No breaks. They're going to show all, I think it's like nine seasons, eight or nine seasons <laughs> eight, in yeah. a row, which is pretty crazy. So it's a great show. Yeah. Um, check it out. If you haven't seen it, this is a great opportunity to watch it. Now that we're all at home. It's gonna be on well, did you you didn't finish it yet, right?
2: I'm on season five. I'm like halfway season through, five. I think.
0: Nice. Johnny, did you watch it? I feel like you have.
1: Yeah, I, I I like started watching Psych and then I just didn't really get into it. So I think I've seen like most of the first season, but I I, I mean this is the perfect time to watch it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the first season's is.
2: definitely different from the rest of the <laughs> show. It's kinda of like the office where like it fine has to find its like footing yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah. Alright. Yeah, but uh, yeah. go watch it on USA starting next week and then one more little thing um ant-man 3 we got a little bit of news there yeah um the one of the writers from rick and morty is now going to write the movie which i I don't know i think i think it'll be good but like okay
2: it's weird that they like there's a bunch of uh marvel stuff in production that all have rick and morty writers and like different ones too i think (laughs) That's uh, someone was like, "I wonder what Kevin Feige's favorite show is," but um, I don't know. I just, that's kind of interesting. I don't think we're gonna see it for until like twenty twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, though, which is something
0: like... else. Yeah, something else I want to mention. Um, a bunch of the Marvel movies that had been slated, they officially announced like all of them got moved. So now Black Widow is gonna be released. I think in November. Wait, really? Was wow. Yeah, it was originally supposed to release in May, but now it has. I think a November nineteenth, something like that, That's release not even date. My birthday. Oh, oh, We're it's close to birthday. Oh yeah, yeah I'm I'm gonna, push November. Go. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I know that Black Widow is now going to premiere on the day that Eternals was supposed to premiere, but now everything is shifted back. So Marvel re- Marvel Studios released like a big thing, like oh, like this movie on this, day, this movie, on this. Day. But the last one that they hadn't officially confirmed yet is Captain Marvel 2, which is now on the slate, I think, in, like, 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Let's I'm, go. The
0: I am Marvel. so excited, so excited for that movie.
2: Um, That reminded me, because you brought that up, uh, the new Disney movie, Artemis Fowl, like, based on the book series. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, like, trailer came out a while ago, um, and people weren't too happy with it. It seems like it was, like, very different from the book, and people so were kind of just, like brushed it off and now it's uh skipping theaters and going straight to disney plus when it comes out interesting Um, so i don't know if that's a testament to uh the quality of the movie or if they really just uh don't mind putting it on there first because the budget was like 125 million or something so they're they're gonna be losing a lot but um i don't know if i'll watch it i might um, but I've never read the book, so yeah. But yeah, that I, reminded I, I me of that. The, the yeah. new right. um
1: the new Trolls movie, like it, it was supposed to come <laughs> out Trolls
2: World Tour. Let's go.
1: <laughs> it, it was supposed to come out like this week, and now it's oh. only coming out on demand. Like what? there's gonna be no theater release.
2: Damn.
1: I don't know why they're doing that. And but...
0: really what really, really makes me mad is that they pushed back Minions The Rise of Grey. <laughs> No! No!
2: This is uh this is truly the worst it's Casualty this day. Virus. <laughs> <laughs> What the um, hell?
0: Minions, the Rise of Groom is the worst. Oh, that's terrible. I don't like right.
2: that. I mean, I get that they have to charge like 20 bucks for the, the thing because they have to make some money. But like, I want to watch Sonic in like a legal way oh, that's higher quality than like a camera. And I don't want to spend $20 on it. I'd like Sonic to rent it Hedgehog for the like
1: Hedgehog was a legitimately
0: good movie. And I cannot believe it was as good as it
1: was but but the olive garden promotions, like every five seconds so like i'm not gonna spoil it but like there was excessive olive garden promotion they mentioned
0: olive garden a couple times (laughs) when you're here your family yeah they're yeah they're like oh my favorite restaurant is olive garden and they're like like, yeah when you're there your family like
2: they see the tagline in the i love Um, that actually mm -hmm.
0: there were there were a couple whatever but we already talked about that Uh, why don't we why don't we get into the main topic for today so johnny here as i said before is a singer songwriter musician rapper Mm -hmm. um wow and he has released a bunch of music so i wanted we wanted to bring him on today to kind of talk about him his music and just you know music in general so uh it's gonna be a kind of an artist interview so um got some questions for you I guess we'll start with just you know how'd you get into music Johnny how'd you get into music and music making
1: uh well first of all thank you so much for having me on I I really really appreciate it um I've I've been a big fan of the show I'm kind of a day one fan so it's an honor yeah um so I first got into just music in general like at a really really uh young age my my dad and my mom they were super into music and Um, I I have two siblings. They're also really, really into music. So, you you know, in the car, I used to listen to – I mean, something that I can really remember is Billy Joel, just a lot of Billy Mm, Joel. Classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And weirdly, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Um, I don't know why (laughs) I used to love that song so much. Um, So, yeah, that kind of got me into songs in general, like how much I I could really, really enjoy – song and i I really enjoyed those old billy joel songs because of you know the songwriting i I found it really interesting that uh you know each song kind of had like a story like it it wasn't about like some Mm. girl it was about um rosalinda you know some uh, and that really interested me um but i kind of got into songwriting in seventh grade I wrote this song called um, "Welcome to Hell." <laughs> <And> oh. <laughs> it's it's kind of a bad name, but I, I thought it was really funny, and my classmates thought it was really funny, and I, I really liked that I had you know worked really hard on something that I'm really passionate about, and um, you know my classmates really enjoyed it. Um, so, I, I, well, I well, thought... what the song
0: about? I, I <laughs> yeah. think you should talk about what it's about.
1: So, uh, "Welcome to Hell." It it was kind of just like me ragging on a a bunch of things Uh, i think i mentioned how much i dislike megan trainer um (laughs) i i I, I think i i think i did mention minions um but kind of in this like jojo Siwa. i think jojo siwa um it well kind of in this way like oh when you're in hell like a megan trainer album releases every single day that's Uh, amazing um, yeah so um I, i i thought it was really clever and um my teacher did not think it was as clever as me. Uh, <laughs> my music teacher—I'm I'm not going to say his name in case he finds his podcast—but trash uh, it. No. I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> Mister—I'm joking. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, he did not think it was funny. I—I I added a line about him in the song. Like I said, like he's the ruler of hell. So I'm basically calling him like the devil. And my classmates nice. were like, ah ha ha, and I'm like. Wow, I feel really, really funny. <laughs> so, um. How
0: old were you when you wrote this? Uh, um,
1: well, it was, I- I'm going to say sixth or seventh grade. So I guess like 11 or 12, maybe around there. Wow. Um, Impressive. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: So, um, obviously, Welcome to Hell is a classic. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you've written some, some more songs. Uh, so. Talk about like, you know, you said Welcome to Hell sort of like a ragging on, um, you know, like pop culture, things about pop culture that you don't really like. And I feel <laughs> like that's kind of occurs a lot, especially in like your early music. So like why sing about that?
1: I um, I, I find it really easy to um, – not not easy, but a lot less difficult to write songs about things that I'm, you know, really, really passionate about. Um, yeah. And so, you, you know, I mean – I feel like the most boring songs are like, oh, I I kind of love this girl or something like that versus like, I love this girl so much and this reason and this reason. I mean, it, so I, I feel like, you know, e- even if I am ragging on someone uh, throughout multiple songs, like if I'm really, really passionate about that, I feel like that's where a lot of my comedy comes from. Um, I, I kind of looked at that after I wrote um, a bunch of songs after Welcome to Hell and they were basically failed – welcome to hell sequels um i uh i did tales from a hot topic store that song was garbage but I remember that. yeah i uh i just started ragging on hot topic employees like not hot topic the store like hot topic just employees. The employees i was like you should have worked at claire's i think that was a line or something just really really mean-spirited um and i was like why do i keep writing these like i, I guess negative songs and i I mean, for a bit that, like, kind of bummed me out, but honestly, I feel like it's only natural for me to write songs about something I'm really, really passionate about, because, you know, then the songwriting process is a lot easier for me.
2: Hmm. Speaking of, uh, I guess, the song, not necessarily the songwriting process, I mean, I guess it is, Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you use to, like, produce your music, and like, the plot, because I know you use, like, BandLab, or... Yeah,
1: yeah, um... So, uh, I um I I have a band named Renegade Forty Four. Um, shout out, yeah, shout out, Renegade Forty Four. Aiden, Xander, and Jacob. Uh, I I love those guys. That also started around um seventh grade, and I I was really into it. Uh, we only did eighties covers. Well, actually, we only do eighties covers. We're still, um, you know, doing gigs today. Um, and we had this really good idea. To film a video for "Take on Me," uh, the song, and uh, you know we were going to put it on YouTube and all of this, and I was tasked with finding something to record us playing the parts. And I looked through a bunch of different recording software. I tried um, I, I tried GarageBand. I had heard a lot about GarageBand, and excuse me um, it, it was a really really good software, but. I- <laughs> At that time, I had an iPod Touch, which did not <laughs> was not compatible with GarageBand, so um, yeah. I, I just kept searching, and I eventually found BandLab. Um, it, it's not perfect, but at the time, it was definitely what I was looking for, and it just kind of, stu- um, you know, it just kind of stuck. Mm. Uh, it, it has, you know, you can find the BPM, obviously, record parts through a mic. Um, usually, I use the. <laughs> the mic on my earbuds that's kind of it's kind of trash but that's okay um, and then you know there there's a variety of MIDI instruments uh, which basically means instruments that are uh, you know directly I- inside a band lab like the app um, mm-hmm. that you can play and it, it that creates a really nice tone but uh, so you know at, at the tone at the time I uh, would take on me I was just playing around with uh, the MIDI instruments and you uh, you know the microphone on my earbuds and then eventually i learned more and i'm still using that to make songs today and i've gotten a lot better at it
0: (laughs) nice nice so when you approach um you know if you have this idea for a song let's say let's just keep in this sort of era when you were you know like trashing all these people like what was your songwriting process back then
1: uh well yeah back then um it was a lot more simple than it is now um uh, because i I was really only trying to be funny you know that was that was just my only goal um which was pretty hard at sometimes but since that was my only goal um that kind of formed the songwriting process for me i'd usually think of an idea i guess let's say like welcome to hell i thought of welcome to hell um at that time i basically only played a guitar and piano and i chose guitar because you know when you're singing a guitar is a lot more or I feel like I can control the uh, volume of the guitar a lot more than I can piano when I'm singing um so people can hear the mm-hmm. jokes more I guess um so I picked guitar and really I would just choose any chords like any chords that fit the song um, I could just choose three or four random chords and then put the jokes around that it it wasn't really complex and that's why I'm not um you know you know super proud oh, no. of the songs I wrote back then um, because you know, versus now, it just seems so simple. But um, I mean, I guess those are basically the only steps. Uh, and then, as I would play it for more and more people, I would see, you know, the do the jokes land? Oh, you know, does this crowd like Megan Trainer? Maybe I shouldn't put that line in. <laughs> um, I, I remember specifically one time. Um, I, I was in a play, and I was. Uh, 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 this was around eighth grade, I think. I, I was in a play, and there was a party after this play i was in and it was at Ooh. our house yeah yeah kind of intense your
0: parties <laughs> shout out ben Tag
1: um so at, at this at this party i um y- you know a couple of friends knew i played music so i played welcome to hell and um this one girl uh there's a line in welcome to hell about taylor swift uh specifically the song look what you made me do i really really hate that song <laughs> um so i was just kind of like oh in hell they play they play look what you made me do like all the time she stood up she was like hey that's not funny and i'm like (laughs) okay so i I just kind of kept playing but everything was really awkward and then i was like if i think a joke is not gonna land i'm just not gonna put that song in um or put that joke in so i guess the songwriting process at that time was you know much more of a long but simple uh process
0: nice so um i want to you know if we're keeping moving along in your evolution of music um i want to move on to what i think at least in my memory was like your first like album like a compilation of songs that all had like a central meaning and i think the first one was sebastian travel mixtape
1: <laughs> yeah um
0: so talk talk about that a little because i know like i gave will like a handful of songs to listen to but like i know none of those were included so talk a little bit about that
1: yeah um so at, at the time i uh you know, throughout uh, my my childhood, I learned a variety of instruments, um, and eventually, I had enough instruments to be able to play on like like an album. I had learned guitar and bass and piano, and especially drums. That's kind of what made me um, make the album or mixtape or whatever you want to call it. It was highly, highly unprofessional. I mean, it's if I listen back to those songs, it it sounds really bad. <laughs> but um the appeal of those songs was i'm i'm johnny sebastian so i was making the songs for my family as we drove to our grandparents in chicago and i would play you know this assortment of songs um to uh, to my family in the car on the way to chicago so um <clears throat> sorry excuse me um you know a lot of the jokes are like highly specific to our family and that's why you know i i don't usually like play those songs live, I guess, or whatever, um, but it, hmm. um, the, the production was super, super basic, I, I recorded everything from my earbud mic, I didn't really have a lot of, you know, other ways to record a guitar or a bass. bass, um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess that's just it, I, I put it up on Band Lab, and I showed it to my family, and they liked it,
2: hmm, yeah, so... Um, I know you said that when like you first were getting into things like you remember back to like listening to Billy Joel and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other artist or like style of music that has inspired you? Because I feel like you have a very unique like song style.
1: Oh well, thank you. Um, yeah, I- I'd say um some of my main influences are definitely Bo Burnham. Um, i was I, gonna say your, your really songs remind me of bo
2: burnham songs <laughs> yeah
1: um a- after walking to hell i just straight up copied bo burnham songs it was like bad <laughs> <laughs> it was not okay because i was like he's funny i want to be funny so um I, I you know he's a super big influence but kind of over time i kind of fell off of him because i feel like if i just keep remaking bo burnham songs i'm not really gonna have uh you know my own style but definitely in in all the songs I even make now, they're hints of Bo Burnham's music. Um for some reason, uh, when I was writing a lot of my songs, like freshman year, uh, first semester freshman year, um, I I was really into hardcore punk. Oh, like boy. um like deep and, and thrash metal stuff, which was really oh. weird. And not even like political, um or just like you know, kinda like <laughs> dark metal or, or whatever. Mostly just like Kind of joke punk i I remember this one band they have a really really bad name um dead kennedy's Uh, oh my god yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of brutal but they just make uh uh, they just make joke songs like basically songs to make other people mad um which you know is is kind of a bad mission statement but i think a lot of what they were going for i kind of want to go for you know if i if i want to spread a message then i you know have to put in the songs because If I'm given a platform, you know, where people are paying attention to me and, uh, you know, wanting me to write more songs, why not, uh, you know, show a message through those songs? Um, And then (laughs) definitely, like, some more uh, lo-fi production rap um, in in the Red um, red and Green Dinosaur Toy stuff, like, Mm -hmm. uh, just to, I guess, name off some people. MF Doom, he was a big influence. A lot of early Tyler the Creator (laughs) stuff um or kind of old kanye stuff with him you know flipping samples and such uh Mm kind of late registration or uh, graduation era um and yeah i I guess that's it uh basically any joke artist i listen to a lot in seventh grade so um i think it's jonathan colton i listened to him a lot yeah
2: that, uh, another reminded me of, yeah you're yeah. hitting all my points
1: <laughs>
2: um but that's like music that i really enjoy so i when i listened to the stuff that christian said i was like dying especially um 90 percent of opening mu- numbers and musicals i knew like, would love that, that I knew song would love destroyed that. me cool. <laughs>
0: so i was um i was coming up with like a list to send to send the you will and i was talking to my brother justin um because we, we both listen to a lot of Chinese music, so I was like, Justin, what do you think, um, what kind of music would Will like? And he was like, oh, I hear a couple of, and I'm like, I think 90% of opening musicals, I think he would love that. He's like, oh, is Will a big musical fan? I'm like, yes, he is.
2: I knew you would love that. I think my favorite <laughs> part was the the character going like, "Come on, you've had a crush with this girl for like since like the dumb exposition like the first number of the show." Uh, oh, I, that was so good.
1: I'm I'm really really proud of that song. Uh, but it, it was only written to make my um sister mad. Uh, she was in a musical, and I was like, uh, "Well, she was really really into musicals, like you know, Dear Evan Hansen." And, yeah. Uh, like, be more chill. Uh, just all the ones. That are like kind of the modern era, and their opening numbers kind of just have that feel to them, where it's like so much exposition, and there's like it's a guy crushing on a girl, <laughs> and there's a moment when it like slows down. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely super super proud of that song. Uh, thank you for uh, yeah, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, that was. So I good. think
2: it's a
0: great song. Um, I want to touch on you mentioned red and green dinosaur toy, and I'm sure like if you haven't really listened to it, everyone listening is probably really confused. So, yeah. but I think like what is Tell me about how you came up with that because I think that's it represents like a huge shift in your music from the uh, the more like comedic like Bo Burnham guitar style songs to like now this more like experimental hip hop. So how did Red and Green Dinosaur Toy come to be?
1: Yeah, um, well I, I definitely agree. It's probably the probably the biggest shift <coughs> shift I've ever done uh, musically or at least so far. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, uh, around that time when I was playing all those joke songs, I, I started writing more you know serious songs, uh, songs that you know meant a lot to me and it, they didn't really have a lot of jokes in them, and my mission wasn't really to make <laughs> other people laugh. And when I would play those songs for other people, they'd be like, "No, no, play the play the funny one, play the funny one about the hell, play the uh, you know what I mean?" and it kind yeah. it kind of made me upset because I feel like you know I, I couldn't progress what I wanted to do musically or at least progress you know for what I've done so far um, if I was just kind of if I did what other people said um, you know that kind of sounds dramatic but if I if other people just told me what songs to write then I'd you know never really be happy in the songs that I would write because you know some people were like oh write a song about your school write a song about and I'm like "These these are horrible ideas so I just decided to make like the most chaotic like barely music project i could um and it was the self-titled red and green dinosaur um ep uh red and green dinosaur toy ep uh it was four songs and it was basically red and green dinosaur toy the early stuff was filled with a lot of samples um i mean the (laughs) tempo switching every 30 to 40 seconds um definitely a lot of industrial experimental hip-hop sounds but in the early stuff I didn't rap over it and then uh, I kind of tried to replicate sounds uh this one song called Fox versus Fox uh Final Destination No Items I tried to I tried to replicate like Midwest emo like you know the really whiny like oh and then they like blasted out guitars and I, I, I feel like and it was just a really nice release for me at the time. I I had a lot of stress from um, second quarter of my freshman year, and I just decided to you know make whatever I wanted, uh, and it, it made me really, it made me really happy. So I, I kind of just kept doing it. Um, then eventually, I decided to you know make some more, I guess more rhythmic or and more you know complex songs that I could rap over. Um, because I feel like lyrics are definitely the biggest parts of my songs that I enjoy. So then I made a- outside, um, which I- it's mostly filled with soul samples, um, but it also has some, you know experimental and industrial hip-hop influences from like, you know, Death Grips and later Tyler the Creator. Um, so I, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely weird, um if you've never heard my <coughs> stuff from that you know era, but I really. Really enjoy looking back on that (laughs) because a lot of it's still super funny to me. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and will I sent you one song from that album. It was called Bro Country. It was the one with the Will and Christian in the morning sample. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, (laughs)
2: had
0: to had to shout out you guys. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, so it was that the episode that you called in that you got that audio from. Yes, I know you called in a couple.
1: I think I I think I called in on. Um, you guys were talking about Disney and Disney Plus. Um, yep. Definitely mm. a, like like an earlier episode. I think like yeah. two, maybe one. Yeah, it was yeah, probably I mean, the one we were talking about the streaming. Second episode. Yeah. yeah, that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was fun to call in. <laughs> yeah. So, um.
0: like, why is it called Red and Green Dinosaurs? I yeah. don't really
1: get it. <laughs> um, well, I was trying to come up with the name. Uh, the original name was um, Shut Up and Play Wonderwall. Because uh, someone like actually that. actually told me, shut up and play Wonderwall, like while I was playing songs Wait, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what the? No. So I just decided <laughs> to make the opposite of Wonderwall, which is like absolute chaos. And then I found this red and green dinosaur toy. Um, and I- I've had this dinosaur toy um, on me for, I-, I mean, I seriously cannot remember when I haven't had it. I- it's been sitting on my desk. It's more like red and brown, actually. <laughs> Um, you're a but, you're a sham. Uh, you're yeah. A sham. Uh, oh no. Um. But, uh, the original idea for red and green dinosaur toy, like way way back, was I would only use samples from other songs. Um. By by the way, like a sample is when you take a you know a section of an other song and put it in your song. Um. Uh, you know, try and match the uh, beats per minute of that song to your song, or changing the beats per minute of the other song to, um. You know what do you want to do? And I, I was really really into that at the time. So. I thought it would be a cool angle to only do samples of things from my childhood. Um, you know, like old, old video clips from my childhood or uh, you know songs that I really enjoyed as a kid. And since I had this red and green dinosaur toy since I was a kid, I was like, oh, why don't I make that the name of the project? But then eventually it just kind of lost all meaning. And I just kind of kept uh, red and green dinosaur toy as like a – I guess like a figure for like, – like a figurehead for the project. I mean, I kind of didn't want anyone to know it was me at the beginning, uh, because I just put it on Bandcamp with just a picture of a red and Green dinosaur toy, um, uh, but eventually I kind of, like, put my face into the, like, like album covers and mm-hmm. stuff, so I guess that doesn't really matter.
0: So, we, before we talked about your songwriting process back in, when you were doing, like, the more comedic songs, how you're like, oh, you just kind of, like, you take something that you don't like, and mm-hmm. you sort of kind of make a song about it so how would you say your songwriting process has changed now that you're writing some more serious um experimental songs not only with Rewriting green dinosaur Toy, but even like some of the other john sebastian albums like uh, blow out your candles or um like valentine's Day a Corporate yeah. Invention.
1: yeah um well uh, <coughs> it's definitely changed uh pretty heavily um since that you know o- older songwriting period um what I what I kind of do with Red and Green Dinosaur Toy is I make a song every day. Just every day I make a song, and not like a not like a full song. Excuse me, um, not like a full song. Uh, just you know, thirty seconds or just an idea that I want to convey. And then I'll, I'll basically do a week of that, and at the end of the week I'll pick one that I like, and um, I'll, I'll try and make a song out of it. So I'd say Red and Green Dinosaur Toy is still. You know relatively quick um, if I do that method then basically after four weeks I have a you know four track ep um but the John Sebastian <coughs> stuff I feel is a lot lot more complicated um now uh, I, I you know once again I, I think of an idea usually in the shower or just at random times throughout the day um, also when I'm biking a lot um, and I'll, I'll just take that and I'll put it in my notes and I'll think about it for a while and then you know I'll some lyrics will come to me here and there, and I'll be like, okay. And I'll, I'll usually try and make a chord progression to match, like, like the feeling I want to convey, like, you know, something sad, if it's sad lyrics, or, you know, contrast a sad song with some happy chords. Um, but sometimes it kind of works the other way, like I'm writing a chord progression that I really enjoy, and then I kind of find an idea or a theme that kind of fits that chord progression for me. Um, so I find some lyrics or find an idea that fits with that chord progression. Um, (coughs) So usually I I just kind of come up with an idea and I formulate it. It it kind of snowballs into a song over time. Um, I have this one song, Star Quarterback. The song overall to write and record probably took a year and a half because I came up with it, uh, you know, at the start. I'm going to say, yeah, I kind of forget when I wrote that. But I came up with it and then I started adding lyrics and lyrics probably every month. And then I kind of played it at more live situations, you know, with friends or at at parties. Um so uh and I kinda I kinda found out what's you know, what kind of sticks and what kinda didn't. Uh so then I changed the song to fit that and I had a full version recorded. And then, you know, someone came up to me and was like, I really, really like that star quarterback song. I feel like if it was just faster, I'd love that song a lot more. And I'm like, wow, faster. So then I kind of sped up the BPM and I'm like, I, I better re-record this entire thing just faster. <laughs> um, and that's, that's something I'm a lot more willing to do in the John Sebastian stuff because I feel like that's a lot more um, – or, you know, Johnny Sebastian stuff because that's a lot more – serious and committed to me than red and green dinosaur toy like I, I really really enjoy um red and green dinosaur toy and outside but i feel like through the format of you know my my serious i guess you could call it material i can convey a lot more themes and you know show a lot more core progressions and lyrics and ideas um in a shorter amount of time and that's something that i really really appreciate
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. so you said you like to sort of Build your songs around like a theme, yes. And I know, like you know, back again, back in the old music, it's more like hating uh, on things. What would you say are some common themes that show up in a lot of your more
1: uh, recent music? Um, definitely <laughs> business. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of business stuff. I ever since I was a kid, I I, I kind of know I'd be pretty good in business. I I I love business a lot. Um, and. But something about the idea of being in a cubicle, like just kind of scares me a little bit, uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit. So a lot of the songs (laughs) I write are just about, you know, the fear of kind of growing into that businessman that I, you know, might end up being. Um, And then another I'd say is girls, (laughs) Uh, just like joke songs about girls. I that was a lot earlier, though. Um, And school. I read a lot about school. Um. I don't know, just anything that I feel is kind of, I feel like is taking advantage of people, you know, like BuzzFeed, I, I feel like BuzzFeed is really taking advantage of people. Why don't I write a song about that? Um, so just basically things I see in my everyday life that I feel like are taking advantage of people and I, you know, want to write a song about that. Uh, once again, it's mostly about negative things, which I kind of have come to terms with by now. But sometimes I write songs about positive things. Um i write i wrote a song for my sister about her graduation and i've kind of write more uh, i've kind of written more songs like that ever since um so I, I guess those are some common themes
2: um so this is kind of similar i guess um so especially <laughs> with like the, the john sebastian like legal <laughs> or whatever like brand um you have like a lot of like more like jokey songs um so I know you just said like you maybe will think about something like buzzfeed and like write about that so are you like are these songs would you say more based like on your like experiences like slash thoughts or do you kind of like come up with a topic and think of jokes for that and then like write the song based off of that
1: (sighs) yeah um that's a that's a really really good question um i'd say 99 percent of what i write is about my experiences um and I guess that kind of sounds selfish because it's like I, I only write songs about me. but I feel like you know if you get into really specifics, then you can convey a message in a song a lot a lot clearer and a lot better than you could if you you know don't sp- stay specific and say, oh generally, I, I don't like BuzzFeed because you know they did this to a wide group of people versus I don't like BuzzFeed because I saw it and it said, oh, take this quiz to find out which soup you are. Um, so, <laughs> Which soup are you? Yeah, I, which soup? I, I don't care. I closed out of the tab <laughs> after the second question. I was like, no, <coughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I guess generally it's about my experiences, but I'd say definitely earlier stuff. I wasn't really ready to get that you know, emotionally vulnerable. Like I wasn't ready to write about how, you know i felt so i definitely focused on oh come up with an idea and then come up with (coughs) for that idea you know jokes like welcome to hell and earlier songs like that
2: and then this is um this is related to music but it's more of a question for me um (laughs) So uh, there's a couple songs where you talk about Disney, um, like uh, did the song Disney World and uh, 2041 where they are our uh, overlords. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very big Disney shill as much as I uh, as much as I am a shill. I do criticize them, though. But um, so what are your real thoughts on the Disney Corporation? Do you actually hate them or is it more just like uh, oh, you're just uh, you're just making fun of them in the songs? Because I, I think I need to know.
1: I mean, okay. I'll be I'll be honest. I'm kind of like the biggest Disney shill of all time. Like, okay, I okay, really, so... really love Disney. Same. I I just like like I feel bad when I enjoy so much Disney like media. Like I I, I, I go to Disney World and I I buy their whatever like fifty dollar corn dogs and I'm like, yeah. why why did I buy that? They have so much money, uh, but. I really just think that's that's all, all jokes. You know, in, in 2041 Disney World, uh, I, I have no negative feelings towards uh, Disney World very generally. But I guess going into deep specifics, I do kind of fear that, like, eventually they're just going to gain control of, like, all intellectual properties and then, like – all forms of life so then like breathing will be owned by disney like, water <laughs>
0: that's like that's a line that i like in um yeah 2041 it's like uh first they took marvel first they took star wars then they took movies and then they took breathing <laughs> <laughs> i think i think 2041 is probably one of my favorite songs you've ever written
1: but i want to throw that out there but, yeah um, that was really good also I yeah thank you i that's that's one of my favorite songs you have ever <laughs> written too i i also that was probably the most adrenaline I've I've ever had before I performed a song because I performed that song in front of my whole school. And I was like, Oh, what if they don't laugh? What if they, you know, what if they actually love Disney? And then they, um, but it was super, super gratifying.
0: Nice. Well, so you were like, Oh, you love 2041. What would you say is your favorite song that you've ever, we'll say released and maybe your least favorite song you've ever written. Cause I would imagine that like, if, you don't like it you probably didn't release it so what would you say is your favorite song you've ever released and your least favorite song maybe one you've released or one you've haven't released
1: oh that's a that's a really good question um Thank well you. Oh. favorite favorite song i've ever released um uh, <coughs> i guess it, it's a tie between star quarterback um for blow out your candles and cool tattoo from also blow out your candles um 2041 and a a song called chill chill um those are probably my top four i (laughs) chill chill honestly like i i really enjoy that song but i also just enjoy it more because i feel like you can feel like how tired i am in my voice uh the song is basically just generally about you know being bored in the summer um it it kind of (coughs) goes about that by explaining driving like I'm kind of scared to drive just like I'm kind of scared to approach the rest of the summer cuz I you know I'm I'm not really good at uh you know handling my time but when I recorded it like the actual recording of that song um it it makes me really really happy um but I'd say <coughs> I'd say if I had to choose a number one of my songs I'd say Star Quarterback um just because I, I spent so long writing that song. I spent so long recording that mm-hmm. song. And I feel like it's great quality. I feel like all the jokes land and all the lyrics feel super personal to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, definitely just from an emotional angle. I feel like it's, you know, something I just hadn't done before. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then least favorite. Um, Like, honestly, a lot of Sebastian Travel mixtape, I kind of just – dislike a lot but
0: i don't know i think it's good stuff like if you like remaster it and maybe like tweak the lyrics a little bit yeah like I think yeah it's like,
1: it's like a fun like driving song yeah i i don't I, like I, it. I, don't know. I i definitely agree that like there are some okay ideas in there but i feel like just some of the some of the things just do not land but my least favorite song i've ever i've ever written because i've and i'll never release that song um <laughs> It's called frowny face. Like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like, I, I, I don't know how to express it. Like the keyboard, like on a keyboard, a frowny face.
0: Oh, so it's like a colon and a uh,
1: parenthesis? Yes, uh, yeah, like a colon and a parenthesis. And then in parentheses, next to that, <laughs> or a song for your homecoming, and and parentheses. Stupid title. Such a dumb <laughs> title. It was written completely out of hate. I, I, I had just gotten over this, like, this girl who, uh, she, she really liked me, and she kept hinting for me to come to her homecoming. But, like, she wasn't like, come to my homecoming. She was just like, my homecoming's coming up? And I was like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, yeah. why don't I write a song about this? And it wasn't funny. It came off just, like, mean-spirited. And I was like, wow, I'll never, ever release it. Also, the production was horrible. The lyrics were just, like, abysmal. Just trash. Mm-hmm. Good, good question though
0: <laughs> uh, thanks um i don't know will what, what are like some of the songs that you liked specifically i that little set
2: that i sent you i have a list um oh perfect I wow really i really like star quarterback a lot um thank you and i feel like that was also something that i could like kind of relate to um mm-hmm. in some ways like some of those lyrics um disney world i mean what else can i say i love disney <laughs> especially the parks so um <laughs> that song was a great little like jab um my favorite, I think, was, again, 90% of opening numbers in musicals, because that was so good. Thank you. Um, and then I also put 2041. Those were, like, my big uh, four that I really liked. Um, right. Out of the ones that Christian sent me, like, I want to say, like, eight to ten songs. I think eight, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't. I haven't listened to, like, everything. Um, I mean, I listened to all the songs that he sent me, but I'll definitely have to check out the, the other stuff that you guys have been talking about, because you really have, like, a talent for this, (laughs) like... Thank
1: you, um, thank you so much. It's, I
2: really like the style. It also reminds me of, like, um, They Might Be Giants in some ways, just kind of, um... Because they do a lot of, uh, not, like, they do more jokey-type songs, goofier-type songs, and I feel like the style of music, um, having, like, um... I don't know, I feel like they have songs where, like, something big, like, really cool-sounding number, and then these, like, uh joke lyrics and i feel like you also do stuff like that and also um uh bare naked ladies a little bit because they're also another band that thank you real fans call them bnl yeah bnl (laughs) um well it's written as bnl in my notes so shut up
1: christian (laughs) wow well thank you i those are definitely big influences so i'm glad you i I forgot to mention that um thank you for you know catching on that uh I, i when i was a kid i danced all the time in ddr to istanbul not constance they might be giants that song goes so hard like top 10 songs top 10 pieces of art
2: yeah um and then i have oh sorry go ahead question oh
0: no 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 no, you continue
2: i was just gonna say like um what like plan i guess like what plans do you have for the future how do you want to like expand or like how do you want to continue doing uh, like what you're doing
1: yeah. Um that that's a great question. Um so a, a lot of people in the I, I guess Cincinnati area um at least a, a lot of my friends uh, know a lot of my <laughs> songs. So I'm I'm super happy with that. And uh because of that I'm sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> um I'm planning to release on Spotify um just a four track or maybe three track EP. Um right now the title is Elevator Music. <laughs> um and it, it I basically finished the recording of it all and hopefully it will be up by, you know, late May, early June. Um, and then I definitely,
0: or early June.
1: Wow. Wow. How dare you interrupt (laughs) me? Um, uh, what was I going to say? Spotify. Um, Oh yeah. Spotify. Um, and then I kind of want to do some more live stuff, like a live show again. Um, I, I, I did one a while ago. Um, at, at my camp, uh, and that was super fun. Ah, camp. Yeah, camp. I I also talk about <laughs> camp way too much in my music. I forgot to mention that. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my plans for the future Um live shows and hopefully that 4-track EP, and then I'll, you know, hopefully release more on Spotify, and I'll probably release more Red and Green Dinosaur Toy on Bandcamp um, just because I feel like I'm much more confident in my uh, Johnny Sebastian songs, I guess. <coughs> Mm -hmm. so so
0: i think one one more question to sort of wrap up this discussion because there are a couple more things i want to talk about but um to sort of wrap up this sort of interview um what would you say would you give like a couple tips to you know people who want to get into songwriting you know you have written a whole bunch of really good songs so what would you what kind of pieces of advice would you give to people who want to get into songwriting
1: um Well, (coughs) thanks. that's a really good question. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. uh, First, I would say, like, you know, I'm really into songwriting, and I've been working at it for, you know, four, three years now, and I've, you know, created some pieces that I'm really, really happy with. But even, you know, the greatest musician, I feel like, you know, doesn't really any (coughs) advice I give, I feel like should just be taken with a grain of salt because, you know, I mean, different strokes for different folks. What works for me might not work for you. Um, But what I would say is just don't stop writing, like, do not stop writing songs, even if you're like super down. Because if you're, you know, really passionate about songwriting, and you just stop, then it's really, really hard to get back in. And once you start, and you don't stop, it feels completely natural. And then the other thing I would say is, do not be afraid to like fail, like people will not like your songs. I've i've met people who i've played them you know I, what i think is like my funniest songs or the songs that i feel like are my most emotionally vulnerable and you know like like even live and they'll just you know straight up say to my face like that was not good um and <laughs> who says that
0: I, uh, shut up I, and play wonderwall i mean that, i'm sorry that's so funny that's so rude that.
2: like
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I'll play Wonderwall.
2: you went up and played something like oh, that sucked like wasn't good <laughs> wasn't good <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it 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 really really sucks. Um, but I guess just you know, people are mean. Uh, I mean, not all people are mean. I'd say a lot of people are nice, but some people are really mean, and you just have to be ready for the worst case scenario. Like when I was, when I was getting ready to play Twenty Forty One live, um, in front of like you know three hundred people, I was I was so so nervous. I just thought about the worst case scenario. I was like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I bomb. And they don't laugh, or like the piano breaks, or they can't hear my mic. And I was like, "Can I live with those things?" And I was like, "Yes, I can." So if you can live with the worst case scenario, you know why stop songwriting? Um, so I, I guess that's all the advice I have to give. Um, I, also, just listen to music. Listen to a lot of lot of music because a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, your songwriting has to be completely original." And I, I'd make the argument that you know nothing is really original because you know we need to find ideas from somewhere and sampling i think is the most creative use of music (coughs) i've found and you know music that i really really enjoy so just don't stop listening to music it's how you get ideas and it's what really really makes me happy
2: i i have um that was a great answer by the way i have one more question related to this um so um would you say that because i know that you play a lot of instruments like you do guitar you do piano you do all the drums all the stuff um would you say that you need to be um proficient really proficient in all those like areas to be able to like write good songs
1: no no not not even in the slightest i because you will (coughs) naturally get better with time and it sounds like you know the biggest cliche of all time but everybody has to start somewhere like i I mean people say that all the time and i feel like you know even i haven't really really grasped that i i probably in my life will not be the best at anything (laughs) like i've kind of come to terms with that like you know maybe i'll be the best at some like offshoot thing but i'll I'll never be the most amazing guitarist or the most amazing bassist and when i wrote what can hell from three chords i I mean that that's just not like good like i wrote a song ragging on pop songs with pop song chords (laughs) and i was like they use no chords they don't have correct use of chords and i was using four chords so like i I mean i don't i don't think you need to be good to write a song um I i wrote a song grocery store in third grade it was trash like it was so bad but if i hadn't written that then i couldn't reflect on it and be like wow i've gone i've gotten you know sorry i've gone so far in my you know musical experience um so if if you really want to write a song if you have an idea even if you have no ideas but you're really passionate about songwriting the last thing that should stop you is oh, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I can't play this song. I can't play Eruption on guitar. I can't play, you know, this complicated song on piano. That's just, I feel like that's just silly to me. Um, So yeah, <coughs> to answer your question, I guess no. That's a good question.
0: Thank you. It was a good answer, I think. Thanks. Um, so now I want to sort of transition to, um, like away from your music more to just general music, because I know you and I have done a lot of, Uh, in-depth music discussion so i guess this is sort of an open question i guess we could like go back and forth uh like what are some um i know like early in the show's history in an earlier episode will and i both ranked like our top five artists and will i don't know if yours has changed but i know like my musical taste has sort of developed since then so i guess we can go back and forth and say you know like a couple of our favorite artists of all time um i don't know you can start will go
2: ahead oh uh thanks um i don't You're, all right, all right if you want, spot, like, I, mean, I can
0: go I can, can go you go somewhere. first i need to think about it for sure time. yeah I, um, I also need to think okay so i guess i can i'll give like a couple i think obviously i think my favorite artist all time Childish gambino by far got um, that question right
2: <laughs> wow <on> christian's
0: <laughs> friend quiz <laughs> yeah but um i so Childish gambino is i guess there's a lot of history with that but um so back in the day i think when i was in like oh when was it like ninth or tenth grade um in high school like my musical taste like i got my musical taste from my dad my dad like he played guitar all the time he played you know like bon jovi bare naked ladies and all that and so my music was sort of like the old songs the old classic rock songs that my dad liked so and i really didn't I really really did not like rap even though all of my friends did all the guys like on my soccer team they all like were blasting like you know like the Lil Louis verse and all those all the lil's and I was like this is terrible like I don't like this at all I'm like it's just noise um it's not really like musical but um then my sister's boyfriend shout out Connor um he it was a big fan of Childs Gambino, and my sister sort of got into Childs Gambino because of him. And then she was like, "Oh, Christian, I think you'd like it." And I was like, ah, "I don't know." So I specifically remember listening to Camp uh, Gambino's first studio album. I was on the bus on the way to a soccer game, and I just listened to it. And I'm like, "This is rap, but it's also like music," because I felt like. <laughs> you know whereas most raps in my mind most rap songs were like you know, the the booming 808 bass like super loud percussion <laughs> yeah exactly like a, like like <laughs> and i was like that's not like musical that's at all. Good impression like, <laughs> that, like really sick <laughs> no thank you but um when i listened to uh charles gambino i was like he's singing and rapping and, like, I felt like you, there was actually, like, you know, like, me the beat was sort of, had, like, the percussion and the bass, but it was more, like, there were, like, some nice piano chords or, like, some cool synth stuff. So, after listening to that, I was, like, I kind of like this. And then, since then, I've listened to so much of his music, and I think Childish Gambino sort of was, like, a starting point to, for me to transition into more hip-hop. So, like, I listened to a lot of Childish Gambino, loved Tyler the Creator, uh, a little bit, like, Chance the Rapper, um else uh i think i don't know big day is pretty good
1: joe wow 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 <laughs> no no, it's no just, that, just a but that's an opinion
0: but um so i listen to like a lot more hip hop now but um one art one artist that i like really got into recently is a uh, boy pablo he's like a 21 year old guy from mm. like switzerland or something but uh so this is another funny story so um i was like in bed freshman year no, it wasn't the first. But it was like it was this year. It was for this uh, first semester of sophomore year. I was on TikTok and I found this video. It was like top five songs to listen to when you're sad, and number five was T.K.M. by Boy Pablo. And I was like, this doesn't really sound like sound like a sad song, which would have made sense because the number one of the number one best song to listen to when you're sad on that video was Big Time Rush by Big Time Rush. So I listened to T.K.M. and I'm like, I really really like this song, and I just like listened to it so 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 much that like my roommate max he was like dude you gotta stop like i'm so sick of that song so i was like you know what maybe i'll listen to the rest of the album so i listened to the rest of the album the album's called soy pablo by boy pablo and like it was amazing Hmm. like i just love that sort of like it's not it's not classic rock it's more kind of like lo-fi rock kind of i don't really know how to describe it but um and then what would you say johnny i feel like it's like indie rock indie rock i think that's a good way of explaining it so um i listen to him a lot i listen to that album and then another one of his albums and i just like listen to them all the time like they're so short they're both like a half hour each so i could like if i walk into class i can put it on listen to it go to class and then when i'm walking back from class listen to the rest of it and then when i get home i'm done so I could just like listen to it, like on repeat. It was just really good. Um, yeah. So those are probably a couple. Are right, the Clusterflies, Fifty Fourth and City, Acapella, City Bells. Gotta oh yeah. Out. Plug them but, all. But um, yeah. Um, Will, have you had time to think? Yeah.
2: Um, so I have a, like weird thing with when I listen to music, where like I don't like change in it. If that like makes sense. Like it takes me a while to get into something new that yeah, I haven't no, I listened try. to and when i do find something that i really like i play it until i hate it um (laughs) so uh not a ton has changed since um we last had like a last thing or like i'll listen to like a lot of the same artists like i have playlists like i don't make playlists that have like a bunch of different songs i make a playlist of one artist and just like listen to that um one of my top ones is still owl city um Nice. which i still really like just, even though like a lot of the songs are very similar like similar chords and like um the big criticism is that like all of his songs sound the same and like it's more recent music i'm not the biggest fan of but that's just music that i've listened to like since childhood that um i really like like a lot of the messages and even like when the lyrics make no sense i just like the the tunes like mm-hmm. i don't know but um recently uh I did start listening to some more. They might be giants because I'd heard like a bit, like here and there, um, but I knew that they were like a band that I, that would be right up my alley. So I have started listening to like some of their most popular stuff. A favorite uh, that I've been listening to a lot is a song called Doctor Worm, um, which is just a completely nonsense song about a, a worm who plays the drums who likes to be called <laughs> Doctor Worm. Um, but the like the like the the music like behind those lyrics is like so good there's like this great like horn section, and it's fantastic. But, um, nice. I'm trying to think. Ben of Folds? Other stuff. Hmm?
0: Ben Folds. I know you listen a lot. I haven't
2: l- listened to him as much. Uh, I kind of like Ooh. Ben Folds to myself out. Um, mm-hmm. Ben but... Folds to
0: myself out. <laughs> Ass Crack yeah. Bandit. Banger.
2: That is a banger. It's not on Spotify, which is really sad. Um, it's on Netflix now. It is on Netflix now. Community, season five, episode three. Uh,
0: well, watch from the beginning, but once you get oh, there, yeah. trust me, it's a banger.
1: Wait, wait, um, wait. Do you guys like Community?
0: Um, Did eh. you not
1: know that? I, no. I, I know. Another another. Oh, no, yes.
0: We're very big fans. I was just... Did you know Will is a German minor? All right. I don't know if you knew that. I'm just kidding. Um,
2: um, yeah. And then I still listen to some German music, Um. and I found a couple new people like through like playlists and stuff that I've started to like. Um, nice. But Crow is still my favorite German artist, I think
0: mm mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah uh what about you Johnny? What would you say a couple favorite artists of yours
1: uh a, a couple favorite artists well i i'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of like you actually um i I think I found childish Gambino because of you, like I think you told me about childish Gambino or I really? found out somehow I was like, wow, this is really really good <laughs> um, so I had some similar experiences uh to you with that i I really really enjoy childish Gambino, although I feel like in my opinion, Camp is his worst album. I really like the new stuff, though. That's just that's just my opinion. Well, yeah. Um, th- because the internet's probably my favorite, but I, I really really like Childish Gambino. Um, I guess I'm I-, I I listen to a lot of music. It's something that I'm super super passionate about, and it- it's really how I spend a lot of my time. So it's kind of hard to like whittle down. Um, I'm gonna say probably the biggest. One of my favorite artists is Beastie Boys. I love Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I feel like they take I, well. Okay, this is the thing. A lot of people don't like Beastie Boys, but I feel like they they may have only heard like "Fight for Your Right to Party" and "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" and maybe like "Brass Monkey" or some of those songs. And those songs those are, are literally
0: the only three
1: song songs from yeah, the Beastie Boys ever. Yeah, oh, okay, like sorry. they're okay. <laughs> like I I personally do not like those songs, but everything everything that comes past that album is spectacular. They they have spectacular production. They change the, what sound they're doing after each album. Uh, probably my favorite is Paul's Boutique. Um, and then I also really enjoy this experimental industrial hip-hop, if you can call it hip-hop, Don't group named it. Death Grips. Um, I, I, I really, really <laughs> like Death Grips. Uh, I, I got into them because of um, Anthony Fantano. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Who I you know I, I really like I feel like he's a really good music reviewer, and um yeah,
0: he's a, he's a YouTube music
1: reviewer I don't know if you've seen anything of his well g- you've
2: talked about him Christian before. yeah
1: yeah I get he's mad. he's he's good Christian Christian doesn't really like him but. he gave
0: because of the internet a five but he gave Lil Pump a seven okay look he ga- a seven he
1: gave because <laughs> the internet a five. Based on the, the script, which I understand right. is kind of a bad way to do it, but, like... And he gave camp, like, a, a two. It's not I, a
0: two. Okay, well... I Okay, whatever. What anyway, know? Death Grips... I get Grips, mad about that.
1: Death Grips is a spectacular project, but it takes a while to, like, get into it. Like, when I first got into it, I was like, this is just... This is just noise. It's so bad. And now I, I basically listen to their yep. music every day, and no. nope, nope, Death Grips is great, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> <laughs> i I, I, I just
0: don't get the appeal it's
1: like it's like it, 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 it's hard to explain <laughs> it's like sure watching it it, it, it's like watching a horror movie like you can listen to it oh, i don't and be, like horror movies so uh, well you can Sorry. listen to it and be like scared out of your mind and be like oh i hate this i hate this turn it off but like once the movie's over you can be like oh wow that was a spectacularly made movie like one of my favorite movies is the shining I think that movie's really, really scary, and I don't watch it a lot because, you know, I'm not going to watch The Shining, like, every day. But once I'm done with the movie, every time I'm like, wow, that's, that's spectacular. wow <coughs> Death Grips is. I, I love the production. Mm. Um, MC Ride, he's the lead, like, vocalist or rapper. Mm. Um he's pretty great um and then i guess some i will ad,
0: i will admit sorry to interrupt i will admit i do very much enjoy your cover of i've seen footage <laughs> which is also on band lab i've been hearing um, it a lot like a lot lately people in my house keep playing it and singing it wrong But
1: uh, if, if you want one song to get into death grips listen to i've seen footage it's a spectacular song um
0: it doesn't really then, sound much like death grips so that's, that's, that's why true. i like it
1: um wow Wow, really had to crochet like that. Um, yeah, and then yeah. I guess some quick other ones. I love Tyler the Creator, obviously. Igor's um, better than Flower Boy. I love King Gizzard ah. and Wizard Wizard. Um, I'm ah. definitely into indie rock stuff too, like Boy uh, Boy Pablo, Snail Mail too. And then oh, yeah, my, good stuff. my favorite artist of all time is Gorillaz. Just oh yeah. love Gorillaz. And then ben, <laughs> ben Folds is great too. I'm glad you like Ben Folds. Will. Yeah, I love I, Ben Folds. I love Ben Folds. I, guess I did. Kind
2: of, of I came up with another um sure. that i was i don't know why yeah. i didn't even think of it um at like toward like right before spring break and like for like the past couple weeks i've been listening to a lot of uh gregory brothers who i feel like are mm. um not brushed aside but like a lot of people like don't really know them past they're the people who do like auto tune the news and stuff um mm-hmm. so i feel like a lot of people don't really like past that but a lot of their, like, even their, like, silly autotune songs I think are really good, and they also have, like, real music that they've made that is, like, also kind of jokey-type stuff. Um, there's um, one song called um, Herp to De Derp, which sounds really dumb, but it's, like, about, um, like, a person just getting really awkward when they, like, see someone they're into and, like, try to talk to them, and, like, the music videos they make are hilarious, um, but... They have, like, all, a ton of stuff on Spotify. They did that stupid muffin song that I actually don't like that, that used to be oh, on TikTok the, uh... all the time.
0: Oh,
2: I love um, that song. Uh, <laughs> hate it. it uh, yep. <laughs> 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 no, but I really like their stuff. Um, yeah, that was my other one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, I was going to say something else, but I forget. I want to say, uh, Johnny. Who have you seen in concert? I know we've talked about another thing on another previous episode. We talked about people we've seen in concert. Who have you seen in
1: concert? Cool. I've seen um. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention car seat headrests. Aha! Uh-huh. I was waiting for you to talk about them. They are great. <laughs> I I could talk about car seat headrests for forever, but I love those. Um, yeah, I, I saw car seat Headrest in concert. Um, that was amazing. Probably the best concert I've ever been to. Um, I saw this. Punk band named Descendants. They're kind of like, um,
2: like the Descendants, like Disney. <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> has that.
1: It's not Descendants. I'm joking. Um, no, yeah, this Descendants is not like the Disney movie. Um, probably the craziest concert I've ever been to in my life. Um, I did get punched in the face. Uh, not, <laughs> oh wait, not okay, not in the face. Uh, I but like, it, it was bad. It, it, it's the first time I've ever like, I guess, really experienced a mosh pit. Um, a guy spilled a beer on me and then he fell down. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun concert experience. I saw a weezer. <laughs> that was amazing. Um who else? Um I guess those are the big hitters. I've seen like Holland Oates live. That was fun. Um Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I really want to see like I'm really sad Childish Gambino oh. hasn't done a tour. Like, I need to see. I
0: feel yeah. like maybe he will now that he released a new album, maybe he'll start touring he, he too I really hope I still am very mad because the my fresh beginning of my freshman year, there was a childish gambino concert in Philadelphia in like really? September and I was like like over this like a little before maybe in like May when I was still in high school, I was like I was talking to my parents, and I was like, I really want to go see Childish Gambino, and they're like, well, you don't know where you're going to be, you might, you might have homework, you might, you know, be doing something, because it was like a Thursday night, so I was literally sitting in my room in Philly on a Thursday night, doing nothing, while Childish Gambino was performing at the, wherever it was, oh, I- but, so I was very, very mad that I couldn't see him, and I would so, I would very much love to see him.
1: I think Childish Gambino's best song is This Is America.
0: Alright. I think that's <laughs> I think that's just wrong. That's like saying I'm joking, I'm joking. That's like saying, Oh, I love Kendrick Lamar. My favorite song is Humble.
1: Hey, Humble's a great song, isn't that the one? Yeah, but it's like, not like I got gonna... I got loyalty royalty. <laughs> DNA song. Oh
0: god. <laughs> um jeez. Oh, that makes me mad. Whatever. Um Yeah, I mean we can start to wrap up, but are there any other last musical points um, we'd like to make?
2: Y'all got any recommendations of, like, uh, things that you think I would like? I know, I mean, Johnny, you don't really know, like, my entire um, music.
0: I gotta think.
2: Because I'm not, like, I super mean, into rap or anything. Yeah. Like. I
0: would say, I know you've listened to, like, a little bit of Childish Gambino, right?
2: I've listened to all of Camp, uh, some of it mm. because of the internet i the uh the ep the 2011 ep which is my favorite oh ep i <laughs> um, love EP.
1: that's a good ep <laughs> and, um
2: like the, some of the newer stuff i haven't I'm, I'm not really a big fan of his new stuff though besides like yeah. i like this is america actually his,
0: his new stuff is very different than his old stuff i like in some cases i like his old stuff better um i would say listen if you have soundcloud go on soundcloud and listen to cul-de-sac that's an old um okay. mixtape that he released okay um yeah. That's pretty good. A lot of people. Um, I feel like joking. I'm li- like
2: I, I listen to too much stuff that is like not serious
1: enough. I f- besides, like Ben Folds is pretty serious, but like yeah, this is like very um, this is a recommendation that's like literally the opposite of serious. Like it's total joke music. But there was this artist. He was really popular in the 1960s. His name is Tom Le- Lehrer. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's T R Yeah, l e h r r um, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he makes these, the expert he makes these joke songs that it's kind of like bo burnham but it's like a bo burnham was a lot he, he didn't curse but somehow he's like much more edgy and he was in uh and he performed during the 1960s um he's i love that artist he's great mm-hmm. nice I'll check it out. So um, that's my recommendation
0: i'd say listen to tyler the creator i think he's great um, I'd say, yeah, I'm going to say, Johnny, listen to Flower Boy. Listen to Igor. Because I think, listen, all right, listen, I'm thinking from Will's perspective. Will isn't really uh, okay. into hi- all right. as into hip hop. So I think Flower Boy is mostly like singing and instrument, not really instrument, it was just like more, more focused on the instruments and the singing. And Tyler himself has said, Ooh. I didn't want to do a whole lot of rapping on this album. I'm only rapping if I have something really important to say.
1: All right, so but I wait, would say listen on. to Flower
0: Boy. What?
1: Hold on, let me what? let me let me give another Tyler quote for you. Tyler said he thought Flower Boy is something that was made for the mainstream, like that everyone would like. But Igor is a much finished piece of art. He does much less rapping on Igor.
2: Maybe I'll listen to both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> listen to all both. right. I
1: think okay. are both good albums. All right, you know what? Yeah, listen listen to both. But this if is you have something to choose... that, uh, we argue about a lot.
0: I will
2: say though, I this is unrelated i guess no i feel like i just that's also just came to me because living with matthew friend of the pod recently <laughs> matthew, shout out matthew. has made me like listen to more like <laughs> 70s 80s music than i would have mm, otherwise yeah. and like, like 54th up. stuff also
0: yeah and i think something similar to that um living with max shout out max friend of the pod i think he he's gotten me into more um indie pop indie rock than i usually am so i think Will and I can both agree, our respective roommates have really um, molded our um, music taste. And I think maybe um, next year when we're all living, to- all four of us living together, you know, our music will change even more. Maybe, like, I'll get into more of the things that Matthew listened to. Maybe you'll get into more of the things that uh, Max
2: listened to. We'll all get into country. We'll if- all get into country. <laughs> Just a big 180.
1: If if you enjoy, um, like a lot seven like, a lot of 70s and 80s music that's, like, funky... Like just kind of has has. A I lot like, like Steely
2: Dan a lot.
1: Steely Dan. Um. Okay. Then my recommendation kind of makes no sense. But there's this do band anyway. called Wolf Wolf Pack. Oh, I yeah. Uh, yeah. What do
2: they sing that I know? <laughs> Something.
1: Yeah. Well, they're super good. Glad, glad that you know them. Nice.
2: I really don't want some, but yeah, I'll definitely mm. I'll check them out as well. Yeah, because I keep listening to the same music. I'm getting tired yeah. of it, but. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say like, you know, trying to find some new things that you like. I yeah, guess. No. Um, I know one thing that I did, um, so I have this like massive, massive classic rock playlist that's over like it's like ten and a half hours long. But what I would keep doing if I would hear like a song on the radio I, I like, I was like, Oh, let me go add it to the Spotify playlist. But sometimes I would do with that and some other like rap playlists I've done. I'd like put a couple songs that I know I like and then look at the recommendations that spotify provides like click on one of them listen to like a little bit of it i'm like oh that sounds kind of cool and i add it to the playlist and i keep doing that and then like i listen to like these Mm -hmm. playlists in the car so i can like fully listen to these um new songs i hadn't heard before and i'm like oh i kind of like this song by this guy maybe i'll listen to more of this guy or something i like to do i I like to listen to this is more applied to hip-hop i guess i like to listen to albums in full Just like start from the Hmm. beginning, look all the way to the end, especially in the car. And and it makes car trips like a lot shorter. Like, um, I was like, one time I had to drive like four hours to like West Pennsylvania and I just downloaded four albums on Spotify and listened to them all in a row. And like the trip felt like nothing. Hmm. So I definitely recommend like listening to albums in full. So then that's it's like more of the experience to listen to them in order instead of just on shuffle um it's an experience man. yeah that's great
1: that's kind of what i do and i i really enjoy it I like the kind of add like hear a little bit of a bit of it add it to it I, I can't drive yet so i listen to it on like bike rides or walks <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, nice.
0: all right well um i think this is a good place to wrap up and yeah you have any last Th- minute points
1: thank you so much so so much for having me on I believe it's an honor to be on here so thank you
0: yeah we appreciate Thanks. you coming out um so again check out John Sebastian and red and green dinosaur toy on Band lab uh what's your band lab user? is
1: it is it Noited John uh no no it's Johnny is all right J-O-H- oh, Johnny right. yeah
0: and I think okay. red and green dinosaur toy is just running and green dinosaur toy yeah
1: right. <laughs> I think well, I, you'll, the, you'll probably find it. Yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, look him up on BandLab. He's got some great stuff. Uh, thank you again, Johnny, for coming on the podcast. So we appreciate good. it.
1: Thanks again. Good discussion.
0: All right. well thank you everybody for listening. Um, and we will see you next time. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.